Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 86 of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. If you have not heard already, this is our second episode on the YouTube channel, uh, the Giant Take on YouTube. So if you want to go check out the video aspect, I know it's better for some people. They like the video more than the audio. We get it. We understand it. So go check it out. Um, the giant take on YouTube. It's actually our first video is the one that pops up. So then just check out our channel after that. Um, we've had some film reviews. We've had some breaking news. Our most recent video um, was a breaking news video. I think it was on the Kenny Galladay signing, Alex. Oh, no, it was uh, the Dory Jackson signing. That's what it was on. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go check that out. The last time, at least you listeners uh, for the podcast, we did not have as many signings as we do now for the Giants. So we're going to get into all of that today. But first of all, my co-host, Alex, when you're listening, um, he is here with me. If you're watching, he's to the left of me. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, I'm excited to talk about all these free agent moves. Obviously, we've got like, what, here, seven or eight now. Um, quite a few signings. Very nice free agency window for the Giants. We'll get into all of it. Um, but Josh, how are you doing and how are you feeling right now about the Giants' uh, the Giants free agency period that's pretty much coming to a close now? Yeah, Um. I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of like to be a Giants fan, right? This has been a team since we made the playoffs back in 2016 and got obliterated by the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, which I still haven't gotten over that loss uh, Odell on the the yacht and everything like that in Florida, but anyway, um no, you know, since that time period, it's kind of been just very doom and gloom for the Giants, right? And we've kind of been a laughed at franchise. We switch a lot of coaches around. Ben McAdoo in here, Pat Shermer in here. We got Joe Judge in here, right? Um, and then obviously Dave Gettleman is the GM um, for most of that. Uh, for most of that, um, you know that time. But you know what? I think Dave Gettleman and the New York Giants—they did well this offseason. This is—I I think I mentioned in a few other videos. This is one of the best offseasons I've ever seen from the New York Giants. One of the biggest that I've ever seen from the New York Giants, and it's not over yet. And I'm seeing that there's still a few ways we can sign a few more players. I think there's 
let me adjust my glasses real quick. I got to get into this. Um, there's a few more ways uh, that we can sign some more players by restructuring some deals. We'll talk about that a little bit. We did restructure two of our players um, who signed last year with the, with the Giants. Um, so, so we'll get into all of that. But how am I feeling, Alex? Going back to your question, I already said it. But I am feeling good. I, I'm feeling proud to be a Giants fan. I feel like we're a little bit more well-respected. Whoever the hell wants to talk about, oh, this deal was bad. You signed Galladay for too much. It was an average, below average deal. You, you, you know, you offered him too much. Adoree Jackson, you know what, Eagles fans, you want to say, oh, we spent too much on him, 33 years, 39 million, whatever. You know what? Come on. Don't, like, don't, please, please, don't. I, I don't, I don't need, listen, tell me, g- give me your wide receivers. Like I really need, we're going to need a Phillies fan, uh, feel Phillies. Excuse me. I'm thinking about the baseball team. No, the, we need an Eagles fan to come on this podcast. And even the dog is excited about this. Once again, we had the dog, uh, my dog, Amber barking in the last video and she's even barking now. She's, she's crazy about the soft seats, but I think she even wants an Eagles fan to come on this podcast and name to me, be confident and name your, your starting wide receivers. That's what I want from Eagles fans. Do you have a Kenny Galladay on your team? No. Do you have a guy in Sterling Shepard on your team? No. So that's all I got to say to the Eagles fans that were so pissed about a Dory Jackson. But anyway, that was my little rant. Um, Alex, I think I have it on the dock here. You want to go through all the guys we've signed since last episode? Yeah, so I'll read through all the deals here, um, and then we'll get into you know a couple players at a time and more specific on our thoughts about them. So we have Kyle Rudolph. Obviously, there's some controversy there about what happened. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, he had a two-year, $14 million deal. There's been kind of some different things. Some people have said 12, but I believe it's coming out to $14 million. Uh, Afedi Ogdenigbo, um, trouble with that name right there. One year, $2.5 million. Um, one of my favorite signings of this offseason, actually, but we'll get more into that. Mike Glennon, one year, $1.3 million. That's a fan favorite. I'm very excited about that one just because it's Mike Glennon. Okay, it's exciting. The big one, Kenny Galladay, four years, $72 million, $18 million a year um, on average there. Obviously, that's not how it's split up, but that was the biggest deal of this offseason, followed by um, Adore Jackson, three years, $39 million, like Josh mentioned. Ryan Anderson, one year, $1.1 million, and Reggie Rog- uh, Rogland, one year, $1.1 million. Um, which is the exact same contract as Ryan Anderson. So those are the ones we haven't covered. There was also John Ross, obviously, and Devontae Booker, but we covered that in the last episode, so we're not going to like go on and on about those two same players, who, to be honest, aren't as exciting as some of these guys. So uh, we'll get right into it. Um, Josh, you want to start with you know the two former Vikings, Kyle Rudolph and uh, Fidio Denegbo? Yeah, Fadio Odenigbo, I think, is what it's pronounced, Alex. We'll both go back and forth on that name throughout the whole season. Um, But, yeah, I'll start off with the man, Kyle Rudolph. He had his press conference yesterday. Very well-spoken guy. Um, I do like him. It came out that he even said in the press conference, 12 to 13. I think he said he the the question was, um, you know, why did you choose the Giants? And I think what he said, he he said, I was in Minnesota with my wife and, and my son. And there was 12 to 13 teams interested at the time, or like there were 12 to 13 options at the time is I think what, how he worded it. And just like that, that news kind of, you know, broke Giants Twitter a little bit that after he got off this call, apparently with Joe judge and offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, he knew this was the place. Now maybe it was the money. 
maybe these other teams weren't offering $14 million for a 31-year-old tight end. It, that could very well be the case. But um, I do kind of trust that it, it could have been the hard-nosed Joe Judge and offensive coordinator Jason Garrett that brought him to this Giants team. And just to know that there were 12 to 13 options, whether it was the money or not, 12 to 13 options for a player, he decides to go with the New York Giants. That's an exciting thing. Um, and, and that gets me a little, that gets me, that gets me a little giddy. You know, I, I mentioned that I'm not really very giddy, but we signed Kenny Galladay. We signed a Dory Jackson. We signed Kyle Rudolph, who I like because he's a pass catcher and he can catch the ball. The thing came out on Giants Twitter. Once again, we haven't signed a wire. Uh, excuse me. He, I don't know what I was talking about. We, we haven't signed a wire receiver. He hasn't dropped a ball in two years. Um, and he's good with the one handed catches as well. So, you know, it, it, we, we got no Dell as a tight end now. Um, but especially since the Giants like to line up in the two to three uh, tight end formations, right? One on the right side, one on the left side, two on the right side, one on the left, whatever it is. We're going to see Kyle Rudolph out there more than people expect. Last two years, he's, his stat line's not that good because he even mentioned in the press conference. He's been asked to, more, to block more uh, with the Vikings, and I think we'll see him block with the Giants as well. But maybe we'll see him pass catch, and he's a good route runner. We did a film review on him, so if you want to check that out. Uh, and then Afadio Denigbo, I think another Pete. You said he was an underrated signing for you, I think, Alex, so you can go into that. Um, I think just another good piece, and he could be a very good guy. Uh, we did a film review on him as well, so if you want to check that out. Seems like a good guy that can drive his feet well uh, and push the, around the, um, the offensive lineman and get to the quarterback. So I think just a good piece that we brought in for him and cheap deal, one, one year, 2.5 uh, mil. Yeah, I mean, just real quick before I go over to him, uh, Kyle Rudolph, obviously there was also things about his foot, right? He needed surgery. There was a whole big thing about that as well. The deal was agreed to, not yet signed. It then was signed um, yesterday, obviously. Uh, everything looks to be okay, and Kyle Rudolph will be available week one of the NFL season. Just one other thing I wanted to mention there, because that was kind of something that was driving uh, Giants Twitter crazy as well yesterday. Uh, for Odenigbo, I really like the signing. I think he's flexible. He can play on the inside, a uh, defensive end. He can play, you know, edge rusher, obviously. Uh, and he, he did very well in the film that we looked over him. We also did a film review on him on the uh, YouTube channel. So make sure to go check that out. Shameless plug right there. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the signing. I think he, he definitely fits this defense well. I think he's just another piece that Patrick Graham could use. Um, and obviously for not that much money either, a uh, nice cheap one-year deal. So I really like that um, for me. So I really, I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Mike Glennon, you know, it's Mike Glennon. It's just, I'm not sure if anyone here has heard about the online memes about Mike Glennon, but it's very exciting that he is here as the backup quarterback for the New York Giants. All jokes aside, obviously he does have some experience, so hopefully he can help out Daniel Jones in his progression as well. Uh, One-year, $1.3 million deal. Very cheap backup quarterback, um, and I like that a lot. Um, And, yeah, I guess, Josh, you can go into him real quick before we get to the big boys um, for our two biggest signings. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap all of it in one, even though it's all different positions. But Mike Glennon, nice backup, um, you know, replaces Colt McCoy, not too big there. Uh, and then you have Reggie Raglan and Ryan Anderson. These guys are just depth pieces. I think in Washington, you had Anderson who kind of shifted, um, I think, from a linebacker to an, a defensive tackle or something like that, or, or uh, you know, something ar- along those lines. Um, and then you have Raglan. He's been pretty much around the league. 
Um, you know, he's with the Chiefs for a little bit with the Lions. So it's just another depth piece to bring in. I don't think he'll I think he'll make the team. I don't think he'll be he'll he'll be a rotational piece. Um, not that important. I think Rand, uh, Anderson, excuse me, will have uh, be less important than Raglan. I feel like since Raglan's a little bit more of a veteran, um, and and we saw that Anderson didn't really play until this past season, and he's been with the team since the last two or three years, I believe. Um, you know, we might see Raglan a bit a little bit more, but yeah, Alex. So let's go to Adoree Jackson because he wasn't he was the second biggest signing. Um, just another depth piece um, at the cornerback position, and I love it. Um, we, we mentioned Isaac Yadam. We talked about how he was really bad, then okay, then bad again. Then, you know, and then when we did our rankings, Alex threw me under the bus. I put him in the awful tier. Alex put him in the below average because he was quote unquote, I'm, I'm doing it on the camera, the quote, quotation points, uh, the quotation marks that he was quote unquote better towards the end of the season. Um, so we put him in the below average. So I could look like a bad guy, but now he's not our cornerback number two, which Thank you, Dave Gettleman. We don't want to see Isaac Yottam in the cornerback two role. So now you're, you're seeing James Badbury, uh, excuse me, James Bradbury. Um, and, and then you're going to see Adoree Jackson as our QB, uh, cornerback number two. And I'm guessing Yottam will be cornerback number three. Uh, and this we'll, we'll get into the draft a little bit later because I really do want to talk about the draft and how it's going to impact the pick number 11. But this leaves the draft very much wide open. Same thing with the signing of Kenny Galladay, which we'll go to in a minute. But I guess, Alex, your thoughts on the... Uh, Dory Jackson deal. We talked about it in the video, but just give everyone in the podcast your, your thoughts again. Yeah. So Dory Jackson, I really like the signing, you know, in the initial video that we put out on YouTube, I wasn't so sure about it after kind of looking at some of his stats and what he did in his prior years of his career. I think he's a good fit. I think his relationship with some of the giants players that are already on the team is also a very positive thing. Um, so I really like him and on the outside, he has extremely good numbers. So as a cornerback, number two, especially, you know, teams in our division now, um, if you're looking at two teams now that have, um, obviously we're not talking about the Eagles here because their wide receivers suck, but, you know, maybe they get Jamar Chase in the draft. But uh, for me, you look at a team like Dallas, obviously they have three very good receivers. So having, you know, three good or two very good outside receivers is very important. Washington now, they have Curtis Samuel, right, Um, along with Terry McLaurin. So it's good that we have these guys for two solid corners because I think that really helps in these divisional games where usually their wide receiver cores are pretty strong um so I like that and I think his numbers are fantastic I know there was a you know a tweet that came around in terms of uh his you know his uh his numbers on passes over 20 yards on the outside and he was fourth best in the NFL uh in the past since 2018 I believe obviously smaller sample size because he was injured for a lot of that time but still very impressive numbers. Um, and I really like the deal. $39 million. It's a little bit much, I'd say, for, you know, cornerback number two. But you're looking at some of these signings um, of other corners. And they're about his similar level cornerbacks are getting about the same amount of money. So I'm not so upset about that. Um, but I, I like the deal. So I, I'm just going to move on to Kenny Galladay. I like that deal as well. Um, you know, all of these kind of grew on me at first. I kind of had a heart attack looking at the, the numbers and the figures for the deal, but Kenny Galladay, I think he'll bring something really good to this team, a deep threat, a big, tall wide receiver, someone that Daniel Jones can just lob it up to when he's in trouble. And you can really trust him to get those 50, 50 balls, make those difficult catches. I really like the deal a lot, $18 million a year. Yes, it's a little bit much right now, but if you think about obviously there's the new TV deal that uh, the NFL just signed, 
which was a crazy amount of money. So I, we didn't cover that on the last episode either. That was a huge uh, thing for so why some teams went out and spent so much in free agency. Um, and I think it makes sense. You're tying them up long-term in two years, the going rate for an average wide receiver probably is going to be around $18 million anyway. So not so bad. I like that we bring him in and hopefully he can help out Daniel Jones a lot. Um, but these two signings, I mean, it was just a really exciting window for the Giants free agency window here um, because we just got so many pieces that are really going to help our team next year and are really putting us in firm contention for the NFC East. Yeah, not the one-year prove-it deal, Alex, that you know you were looking for out of Kenny Galladay. Um, like you mentioned, six foot four, about two fifteen, um, and and just a really good wide receiver. The only thing that I call is that that I think is a negative with Kenny Galladay is that he's not the best route runner. Um, you're kind of just he's a big time receiver that will catch your fifty fifty balls, and I think that's what makes him the big time receiver, right? He's not the best route runner um in in the world right and that's that could be a reason why we go into the draft maybe still think of getting like a Jalen Waddle because imagine having a Jalen Waddle lining up opposite Kenny Galladay if we, if we have a one-on-one 50-50 ball Kenny Galladay can catch that if we want to get a receiver wide open five yards away from the cornerback we have Jalen Waddle to do that right in the draft and obviously still waiting to get to the draft because I'm very excited for it obviously since I've mentioned it a few times already in this episode but I mean going to Galladay stats made the Pro Bowl in 2019 so I'm just going to say that year because that's what makes him sound and look the best Um, played in all 16 games had 116 targets 65 receptions 1,190 yards it's about 18 yards per catch um, which is pretty crazy 11 touchdowns which led the league and I I mean I I don't know what else you want to what else do you want to talk about? But the catch percentage as well was about 56%. Didn't really play that much this year um, due to the injury. But a lot of people are saying he's injury prone. I I really, I don't like that because you have him in the 2018 and 2019 seasons, which were his best seasons, obviously. Had over 1,000 yards in 2018. Had his best season in 2019. Um, and he played a good amount of games there. Started 13, 2018, 16, 2019, five this past season. So, as long as he stays healthy, it's the NFL. It is what it is. It's kind of like calling Saquon Barkley injury prone, where it was an unlucky injury. Obviously, he's had the Knicks, you know, two seasons ago. And last year, the tear, you know, what are you going to do? So, like, calling Kenny Galladay injury prone, I get the injury concerns. It's just the NFL, though, right? Every player is most likely going to get injured. Um, the average, you know, playing span of an NFL player, their max, like, I forget that max age, but it's like 27 or 28, right? So, for him to make it to this point and be so successful is actually kind of an accomplishment in, in itself. So that that's my thoughts on the Kenny Galladay deal. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much all the free agents now that the giants signed, uh, at least so far, obviously if anyone new comes up, we'll talk about it in the next episode. We'll have a YouTube video up about it. If it's anyone, you know, somewhat major. Um, so we'll make sure to do that. Uh, in terms of other news, the giants, they resigned Devonte downs, not a great player whatever it's hopefully he gets cut uh <laughs> during uh training camp kyler fackrell um he's gonna go to the chargers he signed a deal there um you know good for him obviously had got had some injury issues towards the end of the season couldn't really help us out there but he was pretty solid throughout most of the season um and he was obviously like a one-year prove-it deal for the giants and obviously he got his new deal uh so good for him but uh i guess he's not the uh not the route we're going um, and I guess for the final kind of bit of news before we get to the draft stuff here, 
Um, the Giants are ranked 22 in the NFL.com new power ranking. So that's kind of cool. We're getting above that 25 spot. Maybe we'll hit top 20 soon uh, if we have a good draft. Uh, so hopefully something like that happens soon. But uh, speaking of the draft, Josh, you got some new mock drafts for us? I do. Some some people have done their uh, new mock drafts after the Kenny Galladay signing. Some people have stayed the same. But uh, Bucky Brooks stayed the same uh, for NFL.com. He had Gregory Russo beforehand. He has Gregory Russo after. Uh, we have Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, who actually has a player that um, – you know, is another one that's hard to pronounce. So that's why I think Alex threw it to me for this. That's uh, he saw the player panic through to me. That's fine. Uh, I think it's Aziz uh, Ojulari, which is not even that bad of a pronunciation.